Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to College Football Weekly. Today is Monday, November 9th. Uh, I'm your host, Will Chambers. With me as always, Tyler Walgie, professional gambler. Top of the morning to you. Producer Smitty in the house. What's up, my dudes? What's up, dude? Hey, how you doing, there? How are you doing, dudes? How you doing, huh? Uh, how is everyone doing today? <laughs> How's everyone feeling? Uh, feeling good. great. Yeah, fresh. It's been a good Monday. It's been it's been a good Monday. Which you know Mondays are not normally good. I didn't. Uh, I took the day off today. Oh, okay. Outside of podcast work, of course. So it's been a good Monday. It was a good weekend. Why did you take the day off? Uh, I went to some hot springs with my girlfriend. Okay. So, okay. Um, Went there. We had nothing nice, to do with uh, oh, a nice soak. You know, <laughs> a nice soak. Nothing like a nice soak. You yeah, know? it's always nice. Are you a hot spring guy? Uh, I'm a cold springs kind of guy. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> you ever take a cold shower? Yeah, I like cold showers. It's a nice whoosh. Every once in a while, it's yeah, good for you. It is. It's good the for the, of youth. the brain and, yeah. and the body. But no, I mean, uh, not a huge hot springs guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Smitty, you like hot springs? Oh yeah, been yeah. several times. I love it. Especially, especially when it's like snowing. Oh yeah, and that's what you, it was the t- today. Yeah, and then you get right into that hot or uh, that hot spring. So oh, nice. love it, love it, love it, love it. So hot I'm feeling nice very springs. relaxed. Right? I thought it may have had something to do with uh, Michigan. Uh, no, I did need a nice, a nice relaxing vacation on. after Michigan, though. God, we opened loss. up with that, huh? <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Uh, let's start with something else. How about that? We'll get <laughs> yeah. into that later. We have a big show. Uh, week 10 was awesome. Uh, we're going to do week 11 best bets. We're doing some stock up, stock down. Stock up. We're going to choose a movie selection for a Smitty's outdated yes. movie this time. Yes, I can't so wait. So Tyler and I have done movie reviews. We're going to get one going for Smitty. I'm really excited to see what you guys came up with. Me yeah. too. Yeah. I'm excited. I think it's going to be hard for you to choose probably. I know. Well, and Ryan's seen a lot of movies. Yeah, that's true. He's yeah. a bit of a movie buff. Should we double up? What? I can pick one from each one of your lists. Well, I mean, Man, if you think you can handle that workload, yeah, two movies that. in one week. Yeah, yeah, you should go one movie. You know what's here. funny? Oh, I, ju- I, I joke about that, but when we did my movie review, I was I was like up late watching Minority <laughs> Report because I hadn't made time for it. And so the night before, I was like staying up late that's watching it. Mine, I watched Day Of. So, yeah. <laughs> day Of is a good way to do it, though. No wonder it was so fresh for you, Will. I mean, yeah. talk about extending the show. That movie review Will did, it's like, okay, Will retold the entire movie front yeah, to end it and, and everything he hated about well, it. Well, I just was wanted the whole to, thing. to warn the people of America <laughs> and the world not to waste <laughs> your time. Don't trust Rotten Tomatoes where it got a 90. <laughs> listen, listen to Will. By the way, you called Ryan a movie buff. What does it take to become a buff? You have to watch so many movies that you can be like, oh, I have a favorite director mm. and I have a favorite you know, screenplay writer and stuff like that, which mm. I do, by the way. That's a great line from Seinfeld. <laughs> he, he goes, uh, they're talking about Keith Hernandez. Oh, goes, yeah, yeah, you know, he's a history buff. George, God, God, that's so cool. What does it take to become a buff? You just got to read a lot of history <laughs> books, I guess. <laughs> right? Smitty's read many uh, books about movies. Mm, Never a, actually seen one, but read a lot of books. Many a leather-bound book. Um, Smitty had himself an interesting moment this morning, right? You came in, you told us all about it. Yeah, so I woke up this morning, and um, there was a motorcycle in my driveway, and I do not own a motorcycle. <laughs> You're not a chopper guy. <laughs> not, no, it's a crotch rocket, so definitely not a crotch rocket Ooh. guy. Um, so, yeah, I... I was letting the dog out, realized that uh, there was a motorcycle in my driveway, and this overwhelming sense of concern came over me because I was like, did I just steal a fucking motorcycle <laughs> last night? And uh, yeah, it, it, last night? It, it, uh, it turns out the guy came back for his motorcycle. Uh, the motorcycle did not have license plates on it. 
And I asked him what the hell he was doing and why he parked it in my driveway. And he told me that he was running from the police. So I said, well, don't park it in my driveway because I don't want the cops to be knocking on my door. You're harboring criminals, dude. Apparently. That's just your classic story. I mean, that's happened to half the audience, guaranteed. Aiding and abetting a criminal. Uh, Ryan shows us a picture. He goes, here, this was my morning. It's a motorcycle. I'm like, is that yours? Is that a present? I don't I don't see a bow on top of it. You don't seem like a big motor. Ryan's more of a roll the windows down and drive slow through the neighborhood yeah. kind of guy. Yeah, I, I do drive a flowers. 2006 Buick. So I am, <laughs> yeah, he does. I'm as close to a grandpa as you can. <laughs> Not <get>. a motorcycle <laughs> guy. No. Dude, That's if fun. I was you, I would have just taken a picture of it and put it on Craigslist right then. Like, free motorcycle. Come right, and get it. Right. Or 100 bucks. Well, what I told him, I was like, well, parking it in somebody's drive. I was about to call the cops. Right. And now you're going to... Right. Come yep. back and guess who's here? Mm-hmm. The cops. That would have been nice. <laughs> I didn't have nearly as eventful of a weekend outside of football, of course. Uh, it was an eventful weekend. The Saturday was nuts. The Notre Dame Clemson game was nuts. But I feel like we should start with uh, the scary COVID cancellations. So last week, you know, we record these on Mondays, like always. And so by the time we had recorded uh, last week, we didn't know a bunch of these games that ended up being canceled, though. Wisconsin Purdue game was taken off the board. Army Air Force, Tulsa, Tulsa versus Navy. Uh, Arizona, Utah got pulled. Yeah. Louisville, Virginia, Washington, Cal, and even more. Those were just all the big ones. And it's getting really scary now because we're seeing outbreaks across the country. Just today we found out that uh, you know week 11 this coming weekend, the Mississippi State-Auburn game is postponed. LSU-Bama is potentially in jeopardy. Uh, Texas A&M halted team activities with some, some positive tests. This is just... It's getting out of hand, and I'm not worried about um, like the whole season being canceled or the whole you know the whole SEC or the Big Ten saying we're shutting things down because I feel like you know we're seeing some teams are doing it successfully and they're just going to keep going and if there has to be cancellations then there will be but like this just sucks it sucks and I have an idea actually the only positive I can pull from this is that every week we each pick a game that we're going to guess which one gets canceled. Oh, God. And it counts towards a bet board victory. Oh, no! What <laughs> yeah, let's no! do it. Come on. I don't Why not? It. Because the bet board is part of what I do. It's picking games against the spread. It's like saying, let's just do rock, paper, scissors. Wait, are you saying there's no analysis into going out, which, you know, knowing which team is going to spread COVID yeah, stuff? Yeah, I'm saying it's fairly random. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this? Okay, it doesn't count towards a bet board. It's a separate, okay, uh, separate category. And we each have to pick one game. This is including Smitty. And we're gonna pick. You have to pick one game that you think will be taken off the board by Saturday. And obviously, it can't be any of the ones that we already talked about. It can't be LSU, Bama, or Texas A&M's game. I'm good with anything else is fair game. This is not going against the bet board. That's the only positive we can get from this because it sucks. It's scary, and uh, I'm really hoping we don't lose any. You know, really big. I mean, imagine if we had lost that Notre Dame Clemson game. We might not have. Obviously, would have. You know, we never would have known how good it would have been. But that game was amazing. Yeah, no kidding. Like, I mean, awesome game. Well, first of all, with the COVID, it is pretty much impossible week to week to know how it's going to work because, like we've heard a lot of coaches say, they're following the protocol. They're doing what they need to do. Now, guess what? If you're, for instance, Brian Kelly, and you do a really good job all week and your team comes out healthy, then you beat Clemson and everyone storms the field. <laughs> right. I think that that's kind of – I know it, it, wasn't, good. it wasn't a good look Not on good. TV, but you know what? That's what's happening within these college campuses. These students just really don't care much about this. So it's like, it's no wonder that this is happening. I'm just hoping that we can get it more under control. I mean, I know that uh, we've talked before about the University of Colorado, Ryan and I, big CU fans. Uh, You know, I I was reading this weekend and I actually didn't realize how long they stayed, but Carl Durrell, CU's head coach, took the entire team away 
put them up in a hotel in the mountains. They did training up there. This week? No, no, no. This was... uh, Off season? uh, No, this was probably about six weeks ago. And they stayed there for several weeks when everyone was talking about this. Kids are checking into classes, checking into campus. And he had them off in a hotel, so none of that happened. They were soaking in some hot springs. You just what well, you just hope, <laughs> you just hope that more of that sort of thing happens, or coaches start to implement rules where, I mean, you don't want to make it so you know your 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 players can't do anything, and the moment the game ends, they go right back to a, a, a hotel. But that I mean, they're going to have to kind of get there, yeah, because all these students, I mean, the numbers are skyrocketing across campuses across the country. So yeah, it's not a good look, not not good for anyone. And that Notre Dame game. How about it? Dude, Dude the game. Fighting Irish. Great game. Look, and bet board victory for Tyler. Uh, you know, great win. You're now up 5-4. You're up one. Um, I felt really good about that when Clemson went up late. Yeah. And I was like, this is right when Brett Venables earns his his, uh, his paycheck as like the highest paid, you know, coordinator in the game. He's going to, you know, get them shut down. They win by a touchdown. I win my bet. But then Ian Book and that Notre Dame offense just marched down the field. You know, they, they looked really impressive. It's one thing. You know, it's a whole different discussion to talk about. You know, I I don't think uh, Notre Dame is even really close if Trevor Lawrence is playing in this game, but that doesn't matter. He was out. That's the way it goes. And Notre Dame looked awesome, and their offense was able to move the ball on Clemson's defense. I didn't think that would happen at all. This is exactly what I talked about last week, that if you have the right quarterback, it elevates your team that much. Like, it takes good teams and makes them great teams. It takes great teams and puts them in the category of Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. I mean, yeah. I don't think anyone here would say that if Trevor Lawrence doesn't come back this season and Clemson keeps things the way they are, there's no way you put them in the same category. There's no way they're an automatic playoff team. There's no way they're even they're in that next group of about 15 teams, no yep. better and no worse. So I think a lot of that was because of Trevor Lawrence, and we get to see it. Kind of, it's tough to prove things ever in college football because there's it's always human element, and yep. you know we we can't go back in a simulation and replay this thing a thousand times, but. I think that it we it proved to us this weekend that if you have the right quarterback or you have a playmaker quarterback, he changes games, yeah. changes lines, and and uh, it's a really big deal. So you know, hopefully for the sake of Trevor Lawrence, you want to see him back, improve that NFL stock if it can go up at all. I mean, look, yeah. it, let's play. If you're Trevor Lawrence's uh, uh, manager, do you want him to play again this season? Isn't he number one for sure next First year of in all, the NFL uh, draft? He can't have a manager, sir. This is the NCAA. Okay, you're if right. You're his dad. If you're his, uh, well, <laughs> if you're his uh, mentor, how about that? Right. Yeah. Or just the booster that's just cashing his checks. <laughs> right. um, yeah. I mean, look, you're right. Yeah, you don't want him to play. Heck no. I wouldn't want him no. to, but he wants to. I mean, he he's a competitive dude. He, he I'm was, sure he does. But he's there on the sideline too. By the way, he can't play. And like, I get, <laughs> I, I get why the ACC sets these rules. You know, they want to make sure players have to go through conditioning before they're just thrown back into the mix, um, you know, for their own safety so they don't get hurt. But it's kind of silly to know, like, he can't play because of COVID, but he's there on the sideline. Yeah, high-fiving, you know I mean? yacking yeah. up with people, yeah, telling sure. knock-knock jokes. I, I mean, it's not like there's no, you know, like, uh, there's no reason for the rules or anything. There is, but it's just kind of silly. You know, it doesn't, doesn't it's not a, an awesome look, I feel like, for the ACC. No, it's not a great look at all. They need to make sure things are going a little bit better than they were on the sideline then. But right. Look, if, in terms of the NFL, I mean, yeah, he's going to want to go back out there. He's yeah. going to want to play. And then that's when you say, yeah, Trevor, let me show you let me show you a picture of $54 million. How does that look? Yeah, but also, like, let's say he were to get, like, uh, hurt and he tears his ACL 
He might he might still go number one. The Jets might say like fuck it, he's worth it. But, right? But, but the risk. It's all to me, it's just about risk reward. I don't look, know, man. For the sake of this show, for the sake of entertainment, Clemson, I want him to come back and play, but it's just like if that were me or one of my friends or someone who I was telling what to do, there's no chance in hell right. of having him step on the field again. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, I think we're probably going to get this actual rematch, you know, in the ACC championship game between Clemson and Notre Dame, and hopefully by that time Trevor Lawrence is healthy and we can see. And look, we shouldn't just dump on Notre Dame because they won without Trevor Lawrence. The backup, who I finally learned how to pronounce this kid's name, DJ Uyunglele, that's mm, I, yeah. I just nailed it by the way. Very good. He was awesome. I, I this is was a crazy stat I didn't realize. He uh, he put up 439 passing yards. Um, Trevor Lawrence has only done that one time at Clemson, 400 plus yards, and uh, DJ Uyunglele has done it. And uh, he's only had two starts now, and he's done it. And I know that it's different because Lawrence sometimes doesn't even play four quarters because he's blowing people out. Well, I'm not saying he's better than him, but that is an impressive stat. And the kid, he wasn't great, but uh, you know he was still good. And so I, th- you know, I, th- I think you're showing off here. Will give me give me his name one more time. Uyunglele. There you go. <laughs> well, okay. What I don't get, it's all part of like the uh, kind of Pacific Island pronunciation i never understood this with tua with his name people would call him tua tongue of iloa but i was like there's no n so where does the ung part come but apparently that's just how you pronounce the g so it's the same thing it's ui ungalele once again i just nailed it i'm, I'm, I'm gonna have this guy for the rest of his career at clemson i can't wait um but he looked great you know i, I think yeah i didn't know about that stat i think though if trevor lawrence is in you know clemson scores more than 13 points in the first half and I think that's a, the big difference. And they're able to run the ball better with Lawrence because they they have to respect the pass a lot more. Yeah, you know? I think I think that's why that stat is there. I mean, yeah, I didn't know until you just said it, so I haven't really had time to go in. But that my, my first reaction is, yeah, they're probably more balanced with Trevor Lawrence in there. Yeah. They're loading up to stop the run with this new guy, all of Mama Juju. <laughs> Nailed and, it. <laughs> voodoo, voodoo Mama Juju. And, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I, I think that's probably part of it is yeah. load up, stop the run, which they can do, and that opens things up to pass. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great game. And then, yeah, when they stormed the field, I was watching, and, I, you know, I'm excited, but I just couldn't help but go, oh, no, the whole crowd just, like, packed in there. <laughs> the players, like, I can't – the ACC came out and said they're not going to find Notre Dame, which is shocking to me because if you were to have an outbreak at Clemson or Notre Dame because of this, like, and it ends up costing – uh, Clemson their chance at like the ACC championship game that's big money loss for the ACC I can't believe they're not going to find them that's crazy I mean I guess it's not Brian Kelly's fault or anything like but that but it's, it, it's the athletic department's fault you find Notre Dame is right that for not you find like how do you school? not like and, and especially with there were like people saying that Brian Kelly said he was telling the players if we win the players you know the fans are going to rush the field get to the locker room fastball he they knew that was a possibility I mean, you take down a number one team at home. Did they get off the field, the players? Kind of quick, but like if you're watching, like there were plenty of players still just like getting, like they weren't like quite in the heart of the mob of the fans, but they were close. Like they were, and so, you know, I, I don't know. To me, that's just a dangerous look. And now I saw that Notre Dame, the school came out and they're making the whole student body get mandatory tests. They're, it's a mandatory thing. And they're like, uh, they're going to punish students that don't take the test. Wow. Well, that that's getting down a different Sketchy, road. right? I'm not going to love <laughs> right? that. But, I mean, that's just uh, – it, it's not – by the way, they're going to find dozens of positives For just sure. the way this thing works, being asymptomatic. Yeah. And it's going to spread some fear. But, I did, yeah, it was irresponsible. And 
I feel like an old dude saying this, but it's just like it's those young kids, yeah, it's the selfish young kids who are doing this. And right. It's so difficult to to see. I get it though. I mean, if you're 18 and 19, you're at that game, like you're rushing the field yeah, too. Right. I am. Yeah. I definitely would. Yeah. I've I, rushed a field before. I probably would have too. Yeah. yeah. I rushed a field, a court, been naked doing it. <laughs> what? Streaking. Love it. <laughs> um. Maybe not the naked part, but it's always a dream of mine. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, well, yeah, we had the Notre Dame upset, and now they're you know they're in the top four as of now. But I think we will see the rematch with Clemson, and if Lawrence is there, then you know we'll really get the test at that point. Um, another scary COVID thing: Dan Mullen, the Florida head coach, after they you know beat the brakes off of Georgia, he went and jumped into the crowd of students. Oh my god! He leaped up this like guy. Lambo leap style. And afterwards, he's like, you know, I was just so excited, and those kids were excited. It's like, how dumb are you, man? You just had COVID like two weeks ago, and now you're going to risk giving it to more of your players because you go in. Like, that dude is just all over the map, man. Dan, Dan Mullen, Mullen wins this year's Bonehead of the Year Award. So Every week, funny, it's been man. him. When we're giving our awards out at the end of the year, you're going to hear his name a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, good for him for celebrating Come that win. Come on up, Dan Mullen. I never would have guessed that they would have put up 44 on that Georgia defense. Um, that was an impressive win. Kyle Trask looked awesome. The poor tight end, man, uh, Kyle Pitts. Did you guys see the hit that dude took? No. He's out for this next game with a concussion. Dude, he got blasted in the head so hard. Did it was, he? It was targeting. You know, it was it was, it was was bad. I don't know who took the worst of that hit, Right, though. the that, safety, that, too. That, safety, that yeah. safety was limp. Dude, bad, man, really bad. Uh, that, was, that was a cracker for sure. Um, but Florida gets the win, and now they're in the driver's seat for the SEC East. Uh, you know, most likely going to face Alabama in the SEC championship game. Um, in a rematch, right? Or no, Ford hasn't played them yet. They only lost to Texas A&M. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati, they get a big win against Houston. They're, I mean, they're they're top six right now. Do we have the updated top twenty-five? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. Where's Cincinnati? Cincinnati's number seven. Okay. Also, they dropped one. They did. Yeah. It goes Alabama one, Ohio State two. Or excuse me, Alabama one, Notre Dame two, Ohio State three, Clemson four, and then Texas A&M five, Florida six. Cincinnati. Oh, so seven. Florida jumped Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay, I see. Um, yeah, Texas A&M got a big win. Uh, the Pac-12. How about those Buffaloes? Boys? Buffaloes. Colorado. There we go. A little scary there. Late. They got up to a huge lead. UCLA started doing UCLA things and scoring a ton of points. But uh, you guys got the win. Big win for the new head coach. Well, see, you had four turnovers in the first half. Thankfully, yeah. capitalized off those. So, uh, gonna have to just do it. Hopefully, start. You know. Well, not hopefully, but you don't ever want to rely on turnovers, you know? So going forward, yeah, I mean, they looked really good. Jarek Broussard, true sophomore, whew, that dude's electric. So see you. Was gonna, he the running back? Yep. Yeah. yeah. They're going to make their way into the top 25 sooner or later. I feel it. I think you might be right. We'll see. They got a tough one against Stanford yep. uh, this weekend. Um, Oklahoma State, they pulled one out against Kansas State. They're still on the oh, road to man. winning the Big 12, but uh, that was close, man. Yeah, it was. That I, was really close. I almost lied about Oklahoma State, and I was just doing so many other things, and they came back to win, but national championship still in the I mean, they're still down in the 12 nothing. realm of possibilities here? I don't think so, but mm. Big 12 mm. championship for sure. <laughs> uh, Indiana beat Michigan. I feel so stupid making that Michigan pick, but like it was just for once the line seemed too good to be true, and it actually uh, you know wasn't. Because Indiana, you know, I mean, they were a three-point home dog against a bad Michigan team, and they just tore Michigan What's apart. going on? Why is Michigan not They're bad, as man. good? Is the it? defense is bad. The offense, uh, you know. It's bad. <laughs> I expected the offense to struggle this year because they had four new offensive linemen, a new quarterback, all that. But the defense, man, like the secondary is horrific. Um, the second that you can get a look-ahead line for Michigan-Ohio State, 
I don't care what the number is, bet Ohio State, because <laughs> they legitimately could beat Michigan by 60 points this year. You think uh, Jim Harbaugh is still going to be coach when that game happens? Yeah, I think they'll for sure give him the end of the year, but I'm not sure if he'll be the head coach next year. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of ready for something new. Wow. It sucks, man. I like so Jim Harbaugh. Crazy. But, um, I mean, not only is Ohio State that good that they could just do it like rivalry aside, but they have incentive to. And if you remember um, in the off season when Big Ten was doing their media days, they did like a uh, a conference call with all the media, all the head coaches, some referees, and some media guys. And there was this like dramatic moment where Harbaugh called out Ryan Day because uh, for like cheating. Apparently, he was saying that the coaches were getting on-field time with players before they were allowed to. Oh, yeah. And Ryan Day's response, apparently, this wasn't like a public thing, but all the reports said that uh, Ryan Day said, why don't you worry about your team? And then he said, you better hope that the Big Ten creates a mercy rule because we're going to put 100 on you. Wow. So he actually <laughs> wants to. That's why I'm saying like this line could open up 28, 30 points. And I, I'll feel confident. Like I'm going to bet the house on Ohio State to cover that game. Uh, that is crazy. Why would you poke the bear? I mean, Jim Harbaugh's yeah. got a big mouth. You know, know Jim Harbaugh's does, always talking. Like he's just digging his own grave. It's bad. Uh, I I know, but you got to start producing. You got to win games. Ugh. Can I give you the thing that I took away the most from Indiana, Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. So he's a senior, I believe, receiver. His name is Wop Fillier. Yeah. His, his full name, and that is not a racial slur to our Italian no, listeners. No, of course not. Our paisanos. <laughs> our paisanos. Frankie the Wop. Uh. His, his real name is Good Mr. Fellas. Elias D'Angelo Fillier. And his parents began calling him WAP because of his love for Burger King's Whoppers. Why wow. <laughs> he loved the Whopper as a kid. Yeah. That's great. So now he, and then he's hey, calling him WAP. Have it your way. <laughs> <laughs> it's also not a reference to the uh, the Cardi B song, WAP, oh. which is an acronym for something di- entirely different. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of options out there if you're, you know, if your name is WAP. It could be, it could mean a lot of things. There's, but uh, There's Frankie the WAP from Goodfellas. He's just a, uh, he's just a, a burger fan, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm not a big Burger King guy. The Whopper's okay, but as far as fast food burgers go, I don't even think that's in like the top four. I love me a Whopper. You do? Oh, yeah. Wop Fillier over here. Okay. I don't eat that much fast food, so I'm not. I don't either. I think I would have to be on the. Of like drive through burgers, I'd put like Wendy's, you know, Good Times. Yep. Uh, McDonald's all ahead of Burger King, in my opinion. Well, knowing you for so long, Walger, you're kind of bougie as far as the fast yeah, food yeah, market right. goes. Yeah. If it doesn't cost at least $10, you're not eating it. No. Mm. Like, I, I can't remember the last time like I went and got like a drive-through like uh, Burger King or McDonald's or something. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I guess, I don't know. That, that's actually kind of surprising because you're not like, uh, I, I mean, you eat well. But you're not like, oh, I only eat filet mignons type stuff. So. No, no, no. I just, uh, I don't know what it is. I, 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 now that I've like gotten a little bit older and stuff, like, well, a little bit older, early 30s, but 47. I don't know. I still try and like watch like how much like salt and sugar I get, and I try yeah. and like have a you know pretty good diet. But yep. it's all about longevity. Got to get your vitamins. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the USC Arizona State game was was awesome. Uh, there's only a couple more games I want to talk about, but this one was crazy because. USC just flat out really didn't deserve to win this game. They scored 14 points in the last like 90 seconds of play, and I feel bad for Arizona State that they couldn't get it done. Keaton Slovis just went off at the end there. Um, didn't we both have Arizona State plus 11 and a half though? No, you did, but I gave out the under, which also hit still. So that was a couple of winners for us. Our picks looked, winner, pretty, winner. looked pretty good uh, from last week's show. So make sure you listen to uh, Best Bets coming up because we're on a hot one. We're hot. 
And then uh, the end of the Liberty Virginia Tech game. This is brutal oh for my Virginia God. Tech. <laughs> brutal. So Vir- uh, Liberty was ranked because they were six and zero, and good for them. Uh, I think they came in a seventeen point uh, dog though to the Hokies. Nah, that wasn't on my radar. They got off to. Uh, they ended up, you know, putting up seventeen in the fourth quarter. And the best part about this is that uh, Liberty scores and Virginia Tech. Uh, or excuse me, Virginia Tech scored to tie it up late. I think there was just less than a minute left, and Liberty gets into field goal range. And just like old school Virginia Tech, Frank Beamer, like the Beamer ball stuff, they line up. A, Liberty lines up a kick, and Virginia Tech blocks the field goal, takes it back to the house. But oh no, they themselves called a timeout to ice the kicker right before <laughs> it happened. So they did it to themselves. And then there was like still 17 seconds. They made a bad coaching play. They thought that uh, Liberty was going to do a Hail Mary, but all they were doing was running like a quick out to get in better field goal range. And so there was like no one there to cover him. And then Liberty knocks the you know the field goal down to win. Yeah, so I think the first attempt that they called the timeout on was a 59-yard field goal. Jeez. So, and, that's, that's, and then they call the timeout and, again, run that play, get a little bit closer. And, oh, my And gosh. he nailed it. He nailed it. Just wow, brutal if you're a Hokie fan, especially like you thought you had the Beamer ball victory. It was always like special teams plays for them back in the day when Frank Beamer was the coach. And so I remember watching that and be like, oh, Beamer ball. And then it got taken <laughs> back. Brutal, brutal way to lose. Yeah. Liberty, 7-0. Oh. Uh, where where are they Liberty. in the top 25? Uh, number 22. 22. Yeah. That's Hugh Freeze. He's back in the house. Dude, he's going to get a job so fast. He's going to get a job, and then he's going to get fired for calling escorts. And that's just, you know, that's the cycle <laughs> of life. And <laughs> we is. respect that. Um, any other games you want to talk about before we move on, Tyler? No, not in particular. Smitty, anything? Uh, no, let's let's go ahead. And move I, on. I actually have a quick story. So uh, we were talking about running on the field naked, yeah. <laughs> or just running on the field in general. Um, so when I was in college, uh, my team, won, well, my, uh, the, the, my, my school, University of Northern Colorado, Bears, yeah, the Bears, uh, they won uh, the league championship. It was a home game at UNC uh, because they do, you know, they don't do neutral sites for the conference playoffs, mm-hmm. and this was to go to the big dance, and we ended up winning. Me and my buddies stormed the floor, like always, you know, it was, it was typical. And we got interviewed after by uh, the Greeley Tribune, which is like a newspaper up there in Greeley. On camera or just like uh, no, in no, the no, paper? No, no, it was just in the newspaper. Okay. Our pictures were there, though. And uh, <laughs> me and my buddies were very drunk. Yeah, you know, to say the naturally. Least. Um, and uh, so reading back my quote, I was looking for it the other day online. I hope my buddy Phil... I hope that he's the one who I was with. I don't know if it was like my picture or his picture because you know how Facebook works if they like tag you. Yeah. And I couldn't find it last week. So I'm hoping that he didn't like take it off. But our quotes afterwards, I'm like, I'm first of all so happy. Like, this is the happiest moment ever. And then I say, <laughs> the crowd was definitely the biggest factor in the game. And I always wondered what the players thought reading that. Like, oh yeah, you moron. No, our they defense were right. wasn't the reason or not our three-point shooting or that's when they had... Uh, Oh, that that dude who just hit threes all day. He just threw him up. Anyway, um, Devin Beitzel. You guys remember him? Devin Beitzel? No. Oh, God. This dude could hit threes from anywhere in the court. But anyway, yeah, I always thought that was funny that afterwards, it's like we were in the paper. We made it. Our pictures were there. And we didn't talk about how well they played. No, you took your credit. the crowd was the biggest factor in the game. Yeah, it was, it was, that's dude. all us. That's all us. We're sending a team onto the tournament. Hey, credit where credit is due, man. Yeah. Without without you guys, maybe they don't win that game. You know, you never never know. I think that I think that you rightly took credit there. So <laughs> yeah, if we're doing streaking, pretty cool though. Streaking stories. Can I tell mine? Yeah, well, of bring it up. All right. So this is freshman year of high school. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
<laughs> if, if, underage. If, yeah, so we were uh, <laughs> at the local park, and there was a car uh, just parked um, in the parking lot, and I think they were like boyfriend, girlfriend, probably like making out, and yeah. I decided to run across the front of their truck <laughs> ass naked. <laughs> And literally, as I'm running across the front of their truck, my shoe flies off. So I have to go run back to the truck and bend over in front of them to pick up my shoe. (laughs) And that's probably a night that uh, none of us will ever forget. And neither neither did they. Yeah, that's a story for life. Yeah, I'm sure they may be listening going, wait, that, that was that guy? That would be awesome, actually. <laughs> Nothing right. would be better. They saw far too much of me that night. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's do some stock up, stock down. <laughs> let's do it. Um, all right. So the way this works, uh, it's pretty simple. We're going to give stuff, uh, you know, college football teams, coaches, whatever, uh, on the rise and on the and falling, stock up and stock down. I got a few here, Tyler. So I'm going to start with one. All right. My first stock up, the state of Indiana football, right? We got... Indiana Hoosiers, they're 3-0. and They beat Penn State and Michigan back-to-back, two teams they hadn't beat, you know, since, uh, I don't know, the internet wasn't even around. Um, that's big for them. They're ranked high. Where are they in the top 25? Um, let's see. Indiana is 10. 10. Top yes, 10. Yes. I, I can't even imagine the last time Indiana was top 10 in football. Then you get Notre Dame, of course, South Bend, Indiana. They get the huge upset over Notre Dame. And Purdue, the Purdue Boilermakers are 2-0. and I think this might be the highest – that the state of Indiana football has ever been. How are the Colts doing? Indianapolis Colts are they good? Did they win yesterday? Uh, no, sure. I believe I believe they got beat by the Ravens. But uh, right, well, they, they, they've got a pretty good team. Indiana college football, crushing it, and go. I'm not sure that it's ever been as high for them, and might not ever be as high. So I like that. That's my first stock up. I like going with that. Uh, Colts, by the way, five and three. Five and three. Okay, uh, so yeah, my, my stock up is COVID. Oh, now boy. it's not good for us. No. It's talked down for us. But if you bet on COVID, yeah, you are turning that money into a lot. Very, like very true. you put a hundred bucks on COVID a month ago, you're a millionaire. You should be able to buy stock and stuff like that, <laughs> like world <laughs> wars, uh, pandemics. Right. You know, but I heard that uh, civil Fi- unrest. Pfizer partnered with a company. Yeah, and, we should have talked uh, about that. Yeah, and and they're coming up with a uh, a vaccine. Yeah, they well, their first round of testing came out ninety percent effective, apparently. Yeah, which um, is Ryan knows because Ryan works in uh, he works for uh, the Colorado School of uh, well you you say it I don't want to mess it up I work for the University of Colorado at Anschutz Medical Campus. that's at Anschutz mm-hmm. Medical um, yeah so so Pfizer and uh, BioNTech partnered up and how they do these tests for those who don't know is they give half you know they they split a big old study worth of people whether it's a thousand people two thousand whatever they split them into pretty much fifty fifty mm-hmm. they give half of them placebo and half of them the vaccine or whatever it is they're testing. And that's how they judge the the uh, rates of it working. Right. And so apparently this is just doing really, really well. Uh, 90% from what I read is is very, very good. I want to know how so. placebo is doing because that's what I've Dude, been doing. Placebo is it such works. a powerful thing. It's and real. it's really interesting. I saw a documentary a while ago about like the power of the mind. And they did a study on these kids. They were like uh, around like 14, 15, 16. And they had all these like... Uh, conditions that were really, really difficult for these kids to treat. And they put them into an, uh, a turned-off MRI machine. Yeah. And so the kids thought it was like really something that was working. They told them it was this revolutionary study, a revolutionary thing that was going on. Every single one of the kids. And it got was a better. very small study. Every one of them got better. And there were even like skin conditions 
They got yeah. better. It's like that is, dude. The power of the mind is is crazy. I want someone to tell me they're putting me into a machine to make me like a genius gambler <laughs> and see if that works. See right? if my see if my spread picks get even better. That would be nice. It, I'm all about placebo. It, it's very cool to to read up on this stuff and see what, all about placebo and all that. But the point is, you know, this vaccine looks to be effective. Hopefully. Sooner than later, the public can uh, get access to it, and yeah. we don't have to worry about this anymore. But for right now, stock up for COVID. Let's shoot up the whole uh, Notre Dame campus with that stuff, because <laughs> right. after last week, I think they might need it. Dude, if a vaccine comes out, I'm running down every doctor I can find and just asking them to like spray it in my eye. Yeah, like, dude, I, that's all inject I me. <laughs> football. I have to have football. Give it to me twice. I don't give a shit. Exactly. Um, all right. I got a, a stock down here. So I always like to do this. Bird watching is stock down, but not bird watching that you're thinking, right? So what I do is after each week, I love to check and see, you know, which uh, mascot teams did the best. So I was looking at all the bird teams in, in the FBS. Anyone that has a, you know, a, a falcon, a hawkeye, whatever, birds went seven and eight uh, straight up bird teams, right? Okay. U- University of Louisiana, Monroe, Warhawks, Hokies, Jayhawks, Owls, Gamecocks, Falcons, Cardinals, the Cardinals, the Ball State Cardinals lost. That was a bird on bird crime. Miami <laughs> beat them, the Red Hawks. So bird watching is down. A lot of cocks and balls in that. A lot of cocks. <laughs> Carolina Chanticleers were a winner. They're roosters, also known as a cock. Um, birds, stock down for, for birds if you're a bird watcher out there. Seven and eight, straight up for bird teams. All right. Now, this one is not really new news to anyone, but they, they've been climbing. They've been doing well. Non-Power 5 teams, stock up for non-Power Ooh, 5 teams. It. Currently, I think there's six or seven in the top 25. Cincinnati, BYU, uh, Coastal Carolina, yeah. Marshall, SMU, oh, yeah, the herd. SMU, and Liberty, and the Rage and Cajuns. I love it. And then depending if it. you're looking at the coaches poll, Army also made their way in there at 25th. I feel like we should just start calling them the Power Six and including the American, though, because the American is actually like super legit. So it doesn't surprise me we have some good teams with, you know, with SMU and and Cincinnati and all, you know, UCF is always in there. Yeah. So I feel like we should really have a power six. That's my opinion. USC made their way up to number 20 after their uh, win over uh, Arizona State. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my next stock down, the Big Ten. Everyone that's not Ohio State sucks. Michigan sucks. Michigan State's not good. Uh, Penn State's 0-3. Um, Nebraska, I mean, how many, how many teams in the Big Ten besides Ohio State do you feel confident about winning games? Maybe Wisconsin, if they're healthy, right. um, we'll see. But to me, the big this is a bad year for the Big Ten. Um, I think that right now the depth of the ACC is better. I think the depth of the Pac-12 might be better. The depth of the Big 12 is definitely better, and obviously the SEC. So this is just a bad year for the Big Ten, except for Ohio State at this point. All right. Um, I'm going to go stock down uh, the coaches we talked about last week. Mr. Jimmy. Jimmy Harbaugh. Jimmy, yeah. yeah. The uh, stock is down. That was – about the biggest stock down game ever because you could have made the argument it was Michigan State rivalry right week two of the season you know weird things are going to happen this year if he goes on to beat Indiana by 17 instead of losing by as much be, you know winning next week going into the Ohio State game with one loss it would have been just fine you know right. it's not like Michigan fans would have held his feet against the fire as much as they will now I mean he is the fourth highest paid coach in college football Alabama or, uh, Nick Saban number one Ed Orgeron, number two, two, Dabo Sweeney, number three. Jim Harbaugh is the fourth highest paid coach. That's not going to last for a long time. He dug his own grave this weekend. Stock way down for Jimmy Harbaugh and uh, Michigan. Yeah. 
It's not Sorry, good. Will. It's okay. It's all right. Whatever. I won't take it personally. <laughs> uh, stock up. The Maction. The Mac is back. We had football games on Wednesday night. They were awesome. We had an overtime game with Miami. The games were incredible. It felt so good to be watching college football on Wednesday, and I'm just happy, and so I'm glad that the Mac is back. Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. Yes. All right. Um, I've got another stock up, and this one does not have to do with college football. Stock up for internet trolls because oh. this last week or so of the of the uh, of the the uh, election and just everything going on right now, trolls have been at an all time high. I I can't spend any time on Twitter unless I'm putting something up for the show <laughs> or anything like that. It's just so toxic and so poisonous. Political so trolls. If you are a uh, well, any kind of well, yeah. I mean, I don't mean actual real little trolls running around the country. I mean. Yeah, actual trolls online. Right. They've been everywhere lately. It's been a huge week for trolls. So if you are a troll, uh, congratulations this last week. I'm sure you're 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 on your way to a carpal tunnel. Did someone say something mean to you, buddy? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I I actually, you know, I, I, I haven't seen a lot of it. Like I tell my girlfriend, I stay off it. It's like now's not the time to be getting online, but it's funny, like I, I like to occasionally scroll Twitter and read the comments, things like that. I can't even do that now. You know, it's 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 uh, it's, it's just a cesspool, man. Yeah, and it's not sure. a good like Twitter comments in general, regardless of what it, you're, if you're talking about politics or sports. It's not a good indicator of like how people actually feel because like only ten percent of Americans have Twitter, and of that ten percent, probably only like three percent of them even like comment stuff. Right. So you're really just getting like a reduction. Like a, of psychopaths, pretty much. And so, <laughs> so true. Twitter interactions are not great. I uh, I was talking to a couple of my buddies. One of them in particular is a big troll online. He just loves it. Yeah. Whenever you bring it up, he's just, oh, it's so fun, dude. <laughs> but uh, Matty, I always no, no, no. <laughs> uh, but I always uh, I, I always tell him, I'm like, look, you know what it's like? It's like going into a bar with all our friends, and there's the drunk guy in the corner. Whatever he's yelling about, it's and there's a drunk guy, and he's just. Oh, he's off his shit. He's yelling at you. He's yelling about politics. And what Twitter does is it gives people the proverbial opportunity to go sit at the same table with this dude and have a conversation. Yeah. And then come back, if we're still following the analogy in the bar, and then he comes back to our table and goes, dude, you should hear the crazy stuff this guy's saying. It's like, yeah, you think? Like, (laughs) what did you think you guys were going to talk about? It's like, that's what's happening now on Twitter is... You know, these conversations are happening between people. Yeah. You know, that never should be made public. Yeah, exactly. And it's just people are getting worked up. People are riling each other up. And it's not a good place to be right now. So the stock has to be way up for all of our trolls out there. Not everybody needs a microphone. That's for sure. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Okay. Do you have any more stock up, stock down? I don't. Um, It was kind of disappointing not to see Ralphie out there. So stock down from from live mascots. No, what do you think Ralphie's doing now? Just eating some hay? CU actually has yet to decide who Ralphie 6 is going to be. They're in between Buffaloes right now. Oh. Uh, So um, it's actually kind of a blessing in disguise for CU this year. But in general, I mean, I love the live mascot at these games. Yeah, classic. We're missing that out this year. So stock down for the the animals. One of the best traditions in college football for sure yeah except i've have always said one day like it's just gonna get really unlucky three of the dudes that run in cowboy hats and jeans are gonna let loose of the ropes and ralphie's gonna start <laughs> oh like knocking people over jumping into the crowd and it won't be allowed anymore i don't know how long it's don't gonna be say that. i just feel like mathematically like when you have a wild bison 
running but full that's speed. Why, that's why they have like and just like six cowboys with ropes. Yeah, that's why there's like six or eight of them. Is because I've seen one guy. I've seen one go down before. Yeah, I maybe even seen two go down on the same run. But, but see, it's just a matter of time before like three or four, and then the two guys in the back <laughs> aren't enough, and they're getting dragged while Ralphie is just knocking people over. But Ralphie is good about it. Like the way they train the buffalo to do that or the bison to do it uh, is is to go around. It's a and wild animal. Hops right in. The, right, but you see the amount of force <laughs> and how hot she's coming yeah. into, the, into that trailer. <laughs> yeah. I I could like for sure like they, they, I th- I think they have two on the head, two on the shoulders, two on the back legs, and one the kind of like a guy. runner, yeah, you know, trying to slow her down. Yeah. And uh, I always like growing up, I always wondered why they didn't use male bison, and then I realized they're like twice the size of. Ralphie. Oh wow! Yeah. Even still, man, Ra- like Ralphie's huge, and you're right. Maybe they're training her. To do the nice loop, or maybe every day they're amping, every game they're amping her up, like, you ready to go try to hit some people? You know, and then she's getting amped up, and then the one day that, like, the guy in front trips and the two behind him fall with him, you know, I don't know. Don't one you day, put that on me, Ricky Bobby. I'm just saying, it's, at this point, it is an inevitability. It might be five years, might be 30. I just think it's going to happen, and we're not going to be able to get Ralphie running anymore. I always just loved, uh, especially like the Rocky Mountain Showdown when they used to do it at Mile High. Yeah. You get Ralphie coming out, just full head of steam, do, does the circle, and then the CSU guys come and they're just prancing along with this. Little pathetic with Ram. This, oh, <laughs> I well, actually like Cam as well the Ram. Ride him into the stadium. <laughs> I like any live mascot. I actually think Cam the Ram is chill because you can go uh, up and pet Cam the Ram at CSU games. You like go up and hang out with you him. You used to be able to do that with Ralphie too, but yeah. not anymore. Yeah, yeah, CSU should not get any airtime on this show. I mean, look, not even close to good the, remember when the Oklahoma wagon fell over last year? Like <laughs> yeah. these things just are bound to happen at some point. It's just a, you know, it's a matter of time. So I hope that you guys live it up while you can. Um, <laughs> where we are going to move on to, uh, we're going to set up for next week an outdated movie review for Smitty. So this, the way this works is we're going to pick a movie, you know, that didn't come out like this year. And, uh, Smitty's going to watch it. He's going to give his outdated movie review. But we don't know what movies he hasn't seen. So Tyler and I both prepared a list for him. So I got five here, you know, because I don't know what you have or haven't seen. Then maybe Smitty can pick from there. All right. I'm um, going to give him my one that I was going to give you two. And okay. I was thinking about it the other day. I heard someone talking about it on a podcast. And I was like, ooh, that's a, good, that's a good, one. good one. I like that one. And I don't know if anyone has seen it. Okay. Uh, I, Robot with Will Smith. Yes, I've seen it. Classic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. a good one. So that one's off the list. Uh, I got MacGruber. Have you ever seen MacGruber? Never MacGruber. seen MacGruber. <laughs> have you seen MacGruber, Tyler? <laughs> yes, I this have. This movie is like, it's one of the most underrated comedies MacGruber. of all time. <laughs> it's honestly one of my favorites. It's very childish. Uh, I know you'll love it. Is that with Will Arnett, right? Will Forte. Will Forte. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a, it started as an SNL skit and it's like a spoof of MacGyver. This guy like solves crimes and, or, or you know, solves like crazy stuff and all he's got is his pocket knife and like a rubber band or whatever. <laughs> and it's kind of a takeoff of that. If you watch old action movies, it, it makes fun of a lot of those. So that's a good, like one. That. That is a good one. <laughs> what else do you have Tyler? Uh, now I wanted to keep it uh, college football. I'll give one college football in there. Uh, we are Marshall. Oh, McConaughey. I've never seen that. No McConaughey. Okay. All right. All right. All right. And then I have, uh, uh, no country for old men. Have you seen that Smitty? Uh, yes. Okay. I like that's, that one. That's, that's a good movie. Yeah, that good book good. too. Um, and then what about Gone Girl? Have you seen Gone Girl? Never seen Gone Girl. Okay. It's the name, you might be like, what is this? Is this like a chick flick? Very good movie. Uh, it's kind of like a uh, murder mystery type movie. Isn't she on a train or something like that? No, that one is called Girl on the Train, but it, it does have Girl <laughs> on the title. <laughs> oh. But uh, I'll, I'll, both of these are based off like popular books. Right. Um, 
that I think are probably in that same genre. Um, but it's really good. It's got like Ben Affleck and, you know, some others, uh, one of my favorites. So, you know, we'll let you choose from that list. What else do you have, Ty? Do you have any others? I do. And we may have seen some of these together. I forget at this point, but I've got uh, two. Uh, have you seen Jackie Brown? No. Jackie Brown's a good one. I really like Jackie Brown. Um, and then uh, 12 Monkeys. I've never yes, even heard of The this. old one or the new one? The Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis? One, yeah. yeah. I've seen that one. Will 12 Monkeys? I've never even heard of this movie. Very oh, good. man. Dude, 12 Monkeys. It's, it, it's, it's got Bruce Willis? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that just sounds funny to me. 12 it, Monkeys. It's, Bruce uh, it, it's like going back in time to stop the uh, uh, something that gets released upon the human race that okay. kills us out. Yeah, they, to stop they it. They redid it with Colin Farrell, which I never saw mm. that one. But yeah, if you're going to watch it, go back to the original. Interesting. Yeah, okay. And then Jackie Brown, Will. Jackie Brown oh, yeah, is... Yeah, that's uh, something I've never seen either. That's like a classic from like the 80s, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, who did Jackie Brown? Um, what is it about? Um, it, it's just a like... Pimp? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> a it, it's, pimp? A, it's Quentin Tarantino. Oh, no way. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right I had no idea. Alley, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I love his movies. First. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, it's just you know, uh, big pimping. I don't want to ruin anything because it's sort of it's it's just a classic. A flight attendant gets caught up in some it's like a crimey, you know, crime yeah, style yeah, movie yeah, like Tarantino real, style. Really, really good. Okay, cool. So, what do you think, Smitty? What do you got? Um, so I'll wait, take wait, 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 the, <laughs> my last one. I've got one more here. Okay. That's completely random. We were talking about Adam, Adam Sandler movies. Flip the goo. Um, <laughs> Fifty first dates. Oh yeah, of classic. Course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. for sure. Yeah, that is for a classic. Sure. Um, so I'll I'll take one from each of you. Oh whoa! Yeah, hey, he's gonna do two. We're 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 shoot for the stars. You, I love you, it. You got to set the bar high. Yeah. All right, so um, I'll go with a serious one in Jackie Brown, and then I'll go with MacGruber for a silly one. Love MacGruber. it, love it. I think you're gonna nice. like MacGruber. So. I like it a lot. All right, so next week those will be the ones that uh, Smitty does reviews for. Yeah, I won't go into detail like you did, but I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll give my. Uh, you don't spew hate for twenty minutes about <laughs> about uh, the Tom Cruise movie like I did. Yeah, exactly. Sorry to all the uh, the fans of Minority Report out there. I totally <laughs> may have ruined it for everybody. Um, all right, cool. So now let's do our best bets. Best bets. Here we go. We got a few games here. Uh, so let's start off with Pac-12. We got Utah going to UCLA. Utah six point favorite. That's up from two and a half. A lot of line movement here. Utah's game against Arizona last week was canceled due to COVID positives in Utah's team. Um, they moved this game. It was supposed to be Friday night. Uh, it's now Saturday. They're trying to allow more time to confirm testing uh, for Utah to make sure they can play. So we don't really know. This game, you know, it might be up in the air. We'll see. Uh, the Utes reportedly had two days of negative testing since the outbreak. So it seems like moving in the positive direction for being able to play. Uh, the U- The Utes are coming off. Uh, 11-3 2019 season. They won the Pac-12 South for the second year in a row. But they have to replace Tyler Huntley at quarterback, Zach Moss at running back. He's in the NFL now. They do return four starters on the offensive line, though. Uh, no sign yet for who's going to be starting quarterback uh, for the Utes. It, you know, it seems like maybe it could be South Carolina transfer Jake Bentley. Uh, apparently, he was named one of the team captains. So I think that probably bodes well for him winning the quarterback job. But we're not entirely sure here. Um, Utah, they always have they always have a tough defense, but they did lose six guys that were all conference last year. On the other side of the ball, Chip Kelly off to another bad start with the Bruins after losing to CU as a six point favorite, uh, seven point favorite. Excuse it me. Closed seven last couple minutes. Except I don't know if we should say that on the show because it was six like all, all week, week long, and then for like. 
10 minutes That's at the end, true. it was seven. Either way, road it favorite. Did seven, yeah. And they lose. Uh, they were down 35 to seven at one point. They did get the, the offense rolling, though, um, later in the game. At one point, they were only down by 10 points, but it was just too little, too late. Uh, I think this UCLA defense is just flat out terrible. Um, I think this Easy. is an, an ideal matchup for Utah to work in the new quarterback with the offensive lineman coming back. I think they're going to be able to run the ball really well and make big plays. In the two matchups between Chip Kelly and Kyle Whittingham, the Utes have outscored UCLA 90-13. to I'm taking Utah minus six here. Yeah, big play here on – wait, it's six now? Yeah, six. Woo! Moved up from two and a half to six. Wow, that is uh, a, a lot of movement. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe that, but I'm still taking Utah. I yeah. mean, I can't believe this line opened up so low. I love the Utes in this game. They match up so well. You take out those coaches. I know that – uh, individually, Kyle Whittingham's done really well against Chip Kelly, but just overall, Utah, their last 10 games against UCLA, 8-2 and two against the spread. Jeez. They always do well against this team. I don't think Utah, or I don't think UCLA stands a chance. Doesn't matter where this game's being played. So Utah, minus 6, I'll take it as well. Love the Utes this weekend. Okay, great. Uh, next up, Wisconsin at Michigan. Uh, my terrible team. The Indiana la- line last week seemed too good to be true. That's why I took Michigan, but it wasn't. Michigan's just bad. They're bad on offense. They're really bad on defense. It's a sinking ship, and I think it seems like Harbaugh might go down with the ship this year. Um, we don't know a lot about Wisconsin at this point. You know, They played really good their first game. Had they played football the last two weeks, I think this line could be huge. Right now, Wisconsin's a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. Um, but you know, for the last two weeks, no football games, and more importantly, no team practices. They've had the facilities shut down. Paul Christ, the head coach, just got out of a 10-day self-quarantine. Uh, Graham Mertz, the the stud quarterback who threw five touchdowns in his debut against Illinois, uh, they're both going to be cleared to play by Saturday, but they can't rejoin the team until Friday. So we don't really know who's going to be under center there. Um, you know, the Badgers, they looked great, and Michigan's looked terrible. Um, any QB with a pulse right now, I think, can take advantage of Michigan's really bad secondary. So I'm just kind of torn here because – the lack of time together for the Badgers, uh, not knowing if Mertz is going to play, Wisconsin's lack of success in Ann Arbor. They've only got one win in Ann Arbor since 1997. Um, you know, knowing the whole world is going to be betting Wisconsin here. That's why this line opened up one. They're now three-and-a-half-point favorites. But I just can't take Michigan here. Uh, they, they've, they've just given me no reason to feel they can win this game or any game at this point. Um, I think Wisconsin could just throw sideline go routes over and over and get completions or – pass interference is all the way um michigan lost one of their best players on the defensive line and aiden hutchinson last week so i know the numbers moved up but i'm going to take the badgers minus three and a half whenever i want a game and i want to go against will in a bet board game because some are random some i like one team some he likes the other yeah when i really want him to go one it's kind of like you ever been fishing and you've got the fish on the line you're trying to get him in and you don't want to lose him and at the very last second will goes but i'm taking wisconsin it's like you lose the fish <laughs> He's completely gone. You didn't even have a chance to get him in the net, or yeah, like I like to do the the brown bear. I just dive in. I just go head first and try and grab that sucker. Never works. Have you ever been? Fishing? I was just gonna say. <laughs> I don't think you I've don't like camping. You, I've known you my whole life. I, went, I, went, I used to go. All right, so I went I've fishing. I've never seen a fishing pole with uh, our, our mutual friend who I actually haven't talked to in years, Matt Johnson. I used to go oh, to yeah. Cherry Creek Johnson. and, and, and Johnson. fish with him. And then in uh, Greeley, we went fishing a couple times. And okay. I, I always thought that 
if someone loves this, <laughs> I feel bad for them. That's how I always felt about fishing. I know there's a lot of people out there who love fishing, enjoy it. But, yeah, but it's it, kind of brutal. Yeah, yeah but occasionally <laughs> like it, it was kind of good to go out. You crack a brew. You're with the friends. You're you're hoping it's about to the fish. experience. Exactly. Plus, if I'm ever going to be on Survivor, I gotta learn how to fish, and especially spear fishing. That would be cool. Spear fishing would oh, be cool. Oh, dude, That's you get that fun big than, old thing. You, know. you hold it down there. You boom, yeah. let it out. Get the fish. Mmm. That's yeah, how you do I it. too was shocked when you started to come out with the with the with the fishing <laughs> terms. But you're right, Johnson but was a fisherman. Whether I whether I uh, have been fishing or not, I'm sure all the fishers out there, fishermen, yes. fisher ladies, everyone yes. listening, I'm That's sure right. they can all relate. You know, fisher they you get one, you oh, got me a marlin, and then very last <laughs> second, it slips away. I digress. I like Washington this game. By the way, you mean Grant, Wisconsin? Sorry. Uh, yeah, thank yeah. you. I like Wisconsin this game. By the way, freshman quarterback Graham Mertz, twenty of twenty-one in his debut. Like yeah. I know that's a lot of question marks with with Wisconsin. People just don't understand how good this team is so far. And on the other side, this is probably the biggest part to my handicap in this game. Michigan has lost now two games in a row. Yep. So what? People lose two games in a row. But I think with Michigan. A team that had real expectations, so many new things on offense, so much reason for optimism this year, and then you lose these two games in a row. I'm going to take a uh, a uh, a term from pregame.com, which I love. They came up with this a couple years ago. It's called a dream crusher, and a oh, dream yeah. crusher scenario is where essentially, like it sounds, your dreams get crushed. And like I said earlier in the, in this episode, if my if Michigan would have righted the ship and they beat Indiana get a couple wins, they go into the Ohio State game with maybe one loss, everything's just fine. After that loss last week, pretty much the entire season has come crumbling down for Michigan, yeah. and I don't necessarily see them responding by getting the troops together and coming out and having a great game. That was their time to do that last week. So yep. this week, I see even more of a letdown. Wisconsin shows up, shows us what a good team they are, and uh, let's go Wisconsin. Minus three and a half, I believe. Yep. 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 All right, uh, back to the Pac-12. Cal, the Golden Bears, going at Arizona State. Cal right now a four-point road dog. Uh, totals at 48 points. Under, under, under. These are the two best Pac-12 defenses by far. Arizona State was able to manufacture some good points against USC early with a ton of time to prep. Now they're on a regular game week. I don't see Jaden Daniels, uh, the Arizona State quarterback, having much success against this Cal defense. Uh, Justin Wilcox, the head coach there at Cal, notoriously stingy defense the last two years. You know, One of the more underrated coaches in the country for sure. Um, I think the Cal offense, it'll be better this year and serviceable, you know, with a more experienced Chase Garber as a quarterback. But I just think, you know, the Arizona State defense is awesome. We saw how good they looked early in that game until late against USC. USC's got way more firepower on offense than Cal ever will. And so, you know, I know the number is low. It's at 48. But I just think both these teams are going to duke it out. It's going to be really physical, run the ball. And I think this this game ends up being more like 2021 type game. I'm going under 48. I am going to take Arizona State here, minus the four. I think this is the most underrated team right now in the Pac-12. And I always hate taking a team that just surprised a lot of people. That's why, if you like Arizona State this game, you better be happy they came from ahead to lose to USC last week. Because if they beat USC... And everyone's talking about how good Arizona State is. Yeah. This line's probably closer to six. Yep. So I think we're still getting a little bit of value here with Arizona State. Herm Edwards, you mentioned uh, Cal, what a great uh, job they're doing with their coaches. I think Herm Edwards may be like the most underrated team or underrated coach in the entire country. Doing a like, great job. He's so good. And Arizona State here, minus four, it seems like a short number. So I, I, I see some value. I, I see this going towards Arizona State throughout the week, but I mean, I'll take them up to five and a half here. I like Arizona State a lot. Okay, still no bad board game. Let's see if we end up getting one here coming up. Uh, Penn State going at Nebraska. 
Penn State a three-point road favorite right now. Totals at 56 and a half. I bet either of these teams right Is this now. the loser goes home game? Like, uh, you know, I feel like uh-huh. both these coaches, both winless right now. Maybe they should just agree before the game. Whoever loses, they just retire from their position. <laughs> uh, who's like, who's on the hotter seat between James Franklin and Scott Frost right now? I, I, probably Scott Frost because James Franklin actually has a couple things he can go to in his back pocket and say, I hey, guess. what about this year? What about this year? Scott Frost has done absolutely But he's zero. new there. He's, he's newer, been, uh, you know? So that's why I feel like it almost might be equal there. Yeah, but he went with expectations. It's like, finally, we've got a coach. Finally, we got yeah. someone who can turn things around. He can't win a game. Yep. I think that, yeah, I mean, both these teams are just very disappointed with their performances so far. Um, I really think this game is about which team – which coach can get their players to buy in this week? Um, I think the Penn State offense has been terrible with the new offensive coordinator, Kirk Soraka, who you know came in with really high expectations. Um, they just can't they can't run the ball. Sean Clifford has been really ineffective and and not accurate uh, throwing the ball. Um, but the Huskers defense is a golden opportunity to get right. It's really bad. They're letting up a ton of yards to everyone. Uh, you know their secondary is terrible. I just think Penn State has you know way more talent here. And I don't want to pick either of these teams, but if I have to, I'm going to pick Penn State laying the three points here. Wow. Uh, let me let bet me board. I, I think we may have a bet board. Bet game board. Game. And I've already lost once to Nebraska this year. But uh, let me get some. Let me pull some info up. Okay. Give me some holding. Okay. Music you here. love taking Nebraska. That's what I know for sure. Yeah. If there's absolutely. One thing some some hardcore Colorado fans like Smitty and Walgy love. It's rooting for Nebraska. At home? Come on, three-point home dog? Well, it's all about Luke McCaffrey. I'm going to see if they make the quarterback change. Oh, all right. Because he came in last week. Uh, Taylor Martinez looked horrible. Yep. Luke McCaffrey came in. I think he went like 8 of 10, something like that. He did have a pick in the uh, end zone, or in the red zone, but he didn't know he'd be playing at all. And it wasn't because of any issue, except it says here on uh, Athlon Sports, and uh, it's, it looks like it's from the perspective of Nebraska, Martinez looked confused, unsure of himself, through through repeated off-target passes, and then Luke McCaffrey made his entrance. And I mean, I'm telling you what, this offense looked completely different with McCaffrey in the game. He can run. Uh, what's the spread? Three, three points. Penn State. So I'm getting Nebraska plus the three. Right. Currently, early money, a hundred percent on Penn State, according to pregame.com. Nebraska. So if you want to fade some of that early money, uh, yes, we will take Nebraska plus Bad the three. board. Yes. Yes, go. I love it. Okay. So we've got Nebraska plus the three points. Luke McCaffrey, lead me to victory. And uh, I can't believe I'm taking Nebraska again this year. I love it. I love it. You lost on them once before. I'm hoping that they burn you again. We'll see. <laughs> uh, moving on, Alabama at LSU. This game opened up, I think, 21 points, and it's all the way up to 28. And the reason why is because LSU had, you know, this game is, it's in jeopardy. This game might not be played. LSU has had a lot of cov- uh positive covid tests from their players <laughs> i'm not speaking very clearly positive here. COVID positive tests. covid <laughs> covid 19 Easy um and uh, it's starters uh coach o came out and said uh it's a fluid situation it's going to be really challenging with the guys that are out we don't know who it is yet but it sounds like you know if they're losing starters off a team that's already really struggling you know this alabama I really hope you were lucky and you got it. If you jumped in, you could have gotten Alabama minus 21 here. We don't know if this game's going to be played. By the way, the total is 74 and a half. Whoa. So a lot of points to be scored here. Uh, it's a giant number at 28. If this game gets played, I still like Alabama here minus 28. I'm going to take them. Yeah, you got to middle that though. Like that's such a 
perfect middle situation because you got explain it at 21, to, right? Explain to yeah, I got it at twenty one. Explain to the listeners who uh, who may not know what so, middling is. It, so middling is where you ha- where you make a bet on both uh, teams. It's after the line moves substantially though, so you have a chance to hit the middle of it. Now the be- the great thing about middling is you only really risk the vig. So if you bet, my example is a thousand dollars. Uh, for those who don't know, you have to pay usually about a 10% uh, uh, tax or a VIG. And so you pay 1100 for the chance to win 1000 Now you collect 2100 right. You make back all the money that you initially bet. But what you can do if you middle a game is, like Will did, you take Alabama minus 21. The line goes all the way up to 28, maybe even more. Let's say it gets to 28 and a half. Right. Then you take the other side, LSU plus 28 and a half. So... If Alabama wins in between anywhere between 21 and 28, Will wins his bet both ways. So you make $2,000. If Alabama covers a spread, you lose one bet, win the other. Essentially sacrificing 100 bucks. But where does the and If LSU wins theirs, then you lose the bet, win the bet, and again sacrifice $100. So yep. when you're middling, you're really only effectively having a risk of a hundred dollars to potentially win two grand, right? And there, but like there, at that point, there becomes no risk. The only risk is LSU winning, which we know at this point isn't going to happen. Well, but even right? if LSU wins, they cover oh, yeah, the plus, plus uh, twenty eight. Yeah, you're right. so that so you don't so you can't lose more than a hundred bucks in that example. If you're a hundred dollar better, you're risking ten dollars to win two hundred. Yep. Right. The hundred and ten on one side, hundred and ten on the other side. If it happens to middle, you now made two hundred dollars. So that's what middling comes down to, and it's very effective. And especially games like this, where you get a line moving seven points, eight points, that's that's incredible. So yep. that's a big middle opportunity, man. Okay, love it. Uh, you you think Alabama covers the spread if it gets played, 28 points? Yeah, because the revenge LSU factor. Look, uh, LSU's been really good the last couple of years. What they yep. win last year, 46-41 at yeah, Alabama. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Yeah, so yeah. I don't like the revenge factor here for, uh, for LSU. But if they happen to be healthy, happy to play, you know they're coming off the bye, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's a that's a that's a big deal. It doesn't matter if both teams coming off bye, whatever. Ed Orgeron's going to have his team ready to play whoever's out there. So you know, I, I would lean Alabama, but there's so many uncertainties this game. I don't want to make it a bet board game or anything like that. But yeah, I'll go uh, Crimson Tide here just for the fact of uh, I don't bet against Saban, and it's the revenge factor. Okay, love it. Stay in the and the SEC. We got Arkansas Razorbacks going at Florida. Right now, Razorbacks catching 17 and a half as a road dog. Pig suey, baby. I'm going to let it roll. I'm not going to stop betting Arkansas until they until they lose you a fucking bet. They're 6-0 and against the spread right now. Uh, they're catching a, a big number. I gave it out last week for the same reason. It's just let it ride. We're going to keep going with the hogs until they lose. And this is a nightmare spot for Florida. They're coming off a huge rivalry, rivalry win where they lit up a Georgia defense that was one of the, maybe the best in the country, they were saying. They're in the driver's seat for the SEC East. They're overconfident, and they're primed for a letdown game here against an Arkansas team that is well-coached. They're playing uh, sound football. They're tough. Uh, they play great defense, and they believe they can win. They've done it. They should have beat Auburn. You know These guys know they can play with some of the best teams in the SEC. I might even be sprinkling a little on the money line here for Arkansas. A 17-point favorite, what is that money line number going to be? Help me out here, Tyler. Oh, they, if they offer a money line, I mean, it, it's crazy to see. I, I bet FanDuel does. Let me uh, look and see if I can pull it up. Yeah, yeah, pull it up because usually when I see spreads of four, five, that's like a minus 200. And by the way, minus 200, 
uh, implies a 66% win percentage, and that's like a five-point favorite. So, but if I'm picking, I'm, if I'm taking money line yeah, that's for Arkansas. Point. I mean, it's got if they even offer it, which I don't know if a line that big they're going to offer it. It's got to be plus three thousand. I mean, what are we talking about? Well, for three thousand, yeah, that's thirty to one. Um, I mean, I'd say probably around there, it, it, something like that. I mean, that's so tough because once you get to those high of numbers, like the difference between minus one ten and minus one twenty, yeah, it's like one or two percent. One or two percent, because that's only ten cents, right? Minus one ten to minus one twenty. If you get up to like plus three thousand, another ten cent, another uh, uh, that that much of a percent would change it from like three thousand to like five thousand. So the numbers get hugely separated the higher you get. So it's tough to make a good estimation for a seventeen and a half point, point plus favorite. plus five forty Arkansas on the money line. That's so not worth it. Yeah, that's not that worth is, it at all they, for a seventeen point dog. It down to minute. What is the favorite? What are you paying the favorite for the same one? Uh, minus eight fifty. Yeah, plus five forty, minus eight fifty. That's a huge straddle. They're screwing you over there. Yeah. I mean, so maybe I won't sprinkle on the money line no. there because the value is not enough. But I love Arkansas plus seventeen and a half. I I just think this is a great spot. Uh, it opened up sixteen, by the way, or sixteen and a half. It's now up to seventeen and a half. The more points I can get on Arkansas here, I just love it. They continue to surprise people, and I think this is a letdown spot for Florida. Mm. You know, maybe Florida wins. Uh, you know, it's very likely they win. Obviously, I just think. The hogs are going to cover here. Oh boy! I mean, I'm leaning Florida because Arkansas is six and zero against the spread. Yeah, baby. And when you get a team that's six and zero against the spread, you it, you don't get teams don't go undefeated against the spread. So I'm on the other I'm on the other train of thought that once you see teams start to pile up wins against the spread, Vegas wants to say, "Get out of here." We know that people are going to keep betting it. However. This is a weird spot because Florida's a very public team. Florida just had a very high-profile win. And so of any team right now where Arkansas wouldn't get the value they normally get in this sort of teasing situation, what I mean by teasing is, again, when the market is... is when you're 6-0 and against the market, yeah. they take that personally pretty much. And so if Arkansas played anybody else, they would juice Arkansas up. Arkansas would be expensive. However, like I said, this is Florida, and it's tough to be expensive against a team that just had a national TV win against Georgia by what, whatever it was, uh, 16 points, something like that. Big win. You're right. It could be a letdown spot. I didn't love this game either way. Oh, boy. Come on, Tyler. I can can see it. You're itching right now for a bet board game. Let me pull up Arkansas's schedule. You're itching it. I'm itching. I am. Look, they have. I'm not sure they played an offense quite as powerful as Florida yet, but the defense has been really good. Well, and the SEC is solid. They had a 24-13 win against Tennessee last week, 42-31 as a dog. Yeah, at, yeah. at A&M. So they scored points against A&M. I think that's what this comes down to is, will they score the points? And Dan Mullen, I mean, I don't think he's going to take his foot off the gas. Like, he's in a spot... Has he ever been here in his career before? Like, how many times has Dan Mullen been to the SEC Championship of Florida? Do we know I that? I think he did. Uh, well, he hasn't done it with Florida, I, I don't think, but he did it once at Mississippi State. Um, he's been in some big games, for sure. He, I mean, he had Mississippi State ranked number two in the country at one point when they had uh, Dak, when they had Dak Prescott. Right. Um, he's been in some big but games. But here at Florida, you know, he could maybe see an Florida opportunity went, this went year. I think Florida went to an SEC Championship game recently, or maybe they haven't gotten past. This is the first time they got past Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. first time. First time they've gotten past Georgia. So seventeen points, huh? Seventeen and a half. It's it's a half. It I is, can't I can't take it seventeen. Is, and it half. is seventeen and a half. I can't take that hook. 
Okay. All right. Whatever. You're 17, chicken. I would consider. 17 and a half. A little too much. Will calls me chicken. I'm He's not going to let him bait me into this one. <laughs> so while uh, you guys are uh, talking about your your whole betting thing, because I, you know, I don't really yeah. get into it, um, can, the f- can the name of your first porn, Will, be called Going with the Hogs? Going with the Hogs, baby. <laughs> yes, it definitely can. Wait, first? Yeah, what are you talking about first? You mean, I think you there's mean something you don't know about that. Yeah, I'm in the game, dude. I have, a, I have a, an alter ego. You know, yeah, he's, I, his name is Buck. Buck naked. Actually, no. My name is uh, is Sax McGavin. That's <laughs> that's what they call me. And uh, if you Google me, you'll find me. So, uh, but great. my next one definitely can be. What is it? Give me the hogs, or what? What do you say? <laughs> no, going with the going hogs. with the hogs. <laughs> a lot of good options for hogs. You know, opening scene. He's naked riding a, a Harley Davidson. Yes, <laughs> love it, love it. Um, all right, so you're not you're not willing to take uh, Florida here. I mean, I just hate that Arkansas is six and zero against the spread, but seventeen and a half is too many points. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, last game here on the slate, we got Colorado Buffaloes going on the road at Stanford. Buffaloes. Buffs catching seven after a big win. Stanford, of course, lost to Oregon last week. Uh, I think they ended up losing that game by about seventeen points, but they were getting blown out pretty early. Um, this Stanford team, you know, they've been really disappointing as of late. We, you know, after Jim Harbaugh left, David Shaw took over. And he did a really good job for the first few years. They were one of the best teams against the spread for a long time. In the last two years, they've really struggled. I think, you know, maybe CU uh, coming off this big victory here against UCLA, they feel a little bit more confident. What do you feel about this game, Tower? You're you're the CU fan. Yeah, I think CU actually, and I try and be as non-biased as I can. Sure. Really, that's the best way to make money. Yeah, and I think CU maybe looked. And I didn't watch that much college football, so I want to be careful here. But compared to what we thought we would see and what we got, I mean, CU has to be one of the highest performing teams in the country right now. Their offense looked so good. Their defense, although giving up some second half points, looked very good. This line to me is a laughing stock. This is a joke. This is one of the biggest mispriced games, I think, of the weekend. Colorado has about a 50% chance to go win this game in Stanford. 50% would imply a pick em. To give Colorado seven points here is a slap in the face. I don't like this line at all. Again, CU's offense is is what no one's talking about. What's that? That's going to carry them to a lot of wins this year. Now, again, I still think the defense has a lot of positives, a lot of things that we didn't really know going into the season on offense, but on defense, we saw that stability this weekend. Colorado... As long as they can match Stanford's physicality, which I have no question marks there, because keep in mind, this is a different team than UCLA. UCLA wanted to spread this team out, right. and that's where CU is going to be vulnerable when they're playing in space. This kind of a game, absolutely not. Defense is going to do very well. Colorado has a chance to move the football. I would put some on CU plus seven. I would put some on CU money line. I love the Buffaloes this weekend. Okay, and CU, they beat Stanford last year uh, 16-13 in Boulder. That was a close game, and uh, I think I'm going to agree with you here. I'm going to go with uh, the Buffs plus seven. Let's let that roll with the Beefaloes. Yes. Uh, home team. And all we got left now to pick, Tyler, is the postponement game. So, I Smitty, throw, I need this I, for you, can too. I, can I throw in one more game? Yeah, sure. See throw in another can, game. See if we can work in. Now uh, you're trying to trap me again. <laughs> all right, bring it on, dude. What do you got? So, everyone saw Boise State lose last week. Okay. And Boise State currently has a quarterback issue. Jack Sears, concussion, he was knocked out. You get down to your third-string quarterback at Boise State, not a lot of good things are going to happen. So, Jack Sears coming back this week, and they're hosting a Colorado State team that didn't look very good either of their first two games. Now, CSU got the win against Wyoming last game because of a early pick six, 
Uh, I think it was two turnovers in the first half. Boise right now, a lot of people selling their Boise stock. The line has gone from 14 to 13, which I'm going to take that 13 all day. I like it up to 13 and a half. Boise State at home, the blue turf where CSU has played horribly recent. I'll go Boise State minus 13. Do we have a bet board game? Well, here's what I'm thinking. The, <laughs> the first thing I thought is that you're blinded by your hatred of Colorado State and that and that there is too much emotion going on in your head right now because you want Colorado State to lose, oh, Absolutely. You, if, if anything would make you happier, it's winning money off of Colorado State yes. being bad at football. Yes. And but, that, that's a problem. That's mm-hmm. a problem. You've got too much emotion riding here. Um, right now the total's at 60 and a half. Ugh, all the money's on, on Boise State. We got 99% of the cash, 88% of the tickets. Um, ugh. Uh, minus 13. Your Rams. That 13 number 13. is rough. <laughs> um, not really my Rams. I do. I like to root for all the Colorado teams. For sure. I know. I know. Um, no, you know, the last time you oh, did this to me, you sprung on. one on me late. It cost me. I'm not going to let you do it to uh, me again. I'll, I'll give it to Will. I He's... think it's probably a smart pick to take Boise State yeah. minus 13 there. Oh, well. Well, I tried. But postponement game. So pick a game. We all need to pick a game on the board right now that we think, you know, we're, we're recording this Monday night. It's about 530. Uh, something that has not been postponed yet. This isn't a hatred towards any of these schools. We want these games to be played. Of course. We're just trying to find a way to have some fun with it. I'm going to give out my game. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path here. I'm going to say that the Western Carolina Liberty game is not played. That's going to be my pick. The Liberty game gets canceled. Uh, I just think that maybe Hugh Freeze, you know, maybe let the boys out and party after that that big Virginia Tech win. And uh, I'm going to guess that Liberty has some testing issues and the Western Carolina Liberty game is taken off the board. Okay. All right. I like that. I'm going to go... Uh, we're going to go UNLV San Jose state. Okay. Yeah. Vegas. Is that yeah. your thing? Well, no, because the game is going to be played in San Jose state and there have been, uh, there've been some spikes recently. Yes. In Vegas, but also in that middle region of, uh, of, uh, California where San Jose state is. Mm. So you add in maybe some irresponsible students walking around UNLV, pretty high chance of getting it. Uh, again, I, I saw a, st- uh, a graph the other day from someone in Vegas who I follow on Twitter, and it's it's spiking there. So you combine those two, and again, this is like, I don't want this to happen, obviously, but I'm going to pick UNLV San Jose State. Smitty, what are you thinking? I'm going to write these down. What was your game again? I'm like? writing them down too. Uh, Carolina versus Liberty. Western, sorry, Western Carolina versus Liberty. All right. Um, I don't have any basis for this, but I'm going to go off a little bit what Waldry was saying here. I'm going to go... Uh, University of Nevada and University of New Mexico. Nevada versus New Mexico. Okay. We officially hate all these schools and never <laughs> want them to see football. We're joking, of course. We hope all these games are played, but major bonus points for any of us that can pick a winner here. So uh, we're going we're gonna to see if we get lucky at any point during the season. I'm afraid we might get very lucky because of how the cancellations are going. So we're going to try to find some fun with it. But uh, that's all we got for the show today, folks. All right. Good Make job. sure you follow us on Twitter at CFB Weekly. Uh, subscribe to the podcast Spotify you can now uh, new feature on Spotify you can turn on notifications for new episodes uh, wherever you listen to podcasts uh, make sure you subscribe there Tyler your Twitter at Tyler Walgy Smitty your Twitter at Woos Producer alright we'll see you next week guys